Welcome to the first episode of Natural One. We're a group of us nerds who like to play games or playing uh, Pathfinder, and it's going to be a lot of fun. Hope you have a hope you enjoy watching it. It's going to be fun. Um, if you're the rules lawyer, heads up: we may not get everything right the first time, but please leave a comment below and let us know how we can uh, fix things for the future. And sit back and please enjoy the show. Uh, I am going to be the DM, the host here. Uh, my name is Eric Sheber, but I go by Sheeb, and so you'll see me as Sheeb. Uh, we'll go ahead and work our way around to do some introductions. I'll go first. <laughs> uh, my name is Big Weez. I'm actually uh, Sheeb's boss. That is true. And that's it. Yeah. My name is Chris. Oh, wow. uh, on Twitch, I'm Rocky Top. In game, I'm going to be Frederick. Um, you'll see that. And one day I aspire to be Sheeb's boss. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Who's next? Uh, oh, you're reporting me. Okay, well, I'm Matt. Uh, I am Galarok in game. I don't do anything fancy. I'm just the guy they call the uh, at last notice. <laughs> <laughs> More or less. More or less. Thanks for the voter confidence. Okay, my name's Ben. I'm the character Cobalt Trees. That's all I get to know. That's all I get to know. Okay. I like it. All right, guys. My name is Nathan. I go by Jag sometimes, but in this game, I am Jeremiah. Jeremiah. A human swash. All right, thanks everyone. Uh, real quick, a few announcements, uh, kind of like thank yous before we get started. Um, all of the music that you hear um, is supplied by uh, Adrian Von Ziegler. If you guys haven't heard of him, go check him out everywhere, Apple Music, YouTube, iTunes, wherever, wherever you can find music. He supplied all the music and allowed us to use it. Very, very big thank you to him. Um, and all of the art that you see in the overlays and the, and, uh, and the, on stream and everything, all that was done by Moose. You can check her out on Moose Doodles, Moose underscore Doodles, uh, on Twitter. I think that's it. Thanks everyone for being there. We are going to be playing this every other week and we'll be posting the previous episode on YouTube on the weeks in between. So we should get quite a bit of content kind of rolling out every single week. And if you miss it, you'll have an opportunity to make it up. Other than that, anyone got anything? Ready. Are we ready? Nothing's for the Let's roll. All right. Well, guys, raise your tankards and let's roll some dice. Not sponsored. No, not a sponsor. Do you hold up a sponsored thing? <laughs> All right, boys. Here we go. <laughs> we open the game on the lower rims of the frosty hills of Mount Luka Tanaku, which translates in the common tongue to Mount of Forsaken Skulls. The mountain itself begins further east, but the effects of its relentless hatred and cold can be felt even here. The wind moans and blows ice and snow into your face, and you feel the bitter bite of the frosty air on your arms and legs, 
even through the thick, fur-lined, hide clothing that all residents of Inthira are given. The air is not... It's, it's cold, but it's also just uncomfortable. It's haunting, in a way. You, you can't shake it. All you can do is think about how cold it is, even though you're used to a colder temperature like this. Taking one last peek at comfort, you spare a glance over your shoulder and see the wooden walls of Anthera slowly fading into the snow blind. The humble 20 or so members that call this place home stand at the open gate, watching you depart. Their prayers can be felt even here. It does not take long before you begin to see why, the most, why only the most masterful of hunters are allowed to venture east of Anthera toward this particular mountain. The snow soon deepens to nearly your shins, and every step becomes a brutal trudge of effort. Your muscles burn, and the air is brisk and thin, putting your lungs in an agonizing paradox of not wanting to function while also longing for relief. You'd rather not be here if you could help it? You came to this secluded mountain town for a reason. And while your reasons for being here are your own, your lives have now been intertwined, as the time has come for all of you to prove yourselves to the Ventheran people by embarking on what the locals call the Blood Rites, a quest that all who call the village home have undergone. No one stays in Venthyra forever, not unless they prove their worth. The trial can only commence once every few years during the week of Noru, a five-day stint when the cruel weather of Mount Lukatunaku subsides and allows the sun to pierce through the thick haze of snowfall that normally clouds the mountain slopes. A time when dense mounds of snow are more manageable. The task itself is simple. You are to hunt and slay a Jokul and return with its hide. The Jokul are monsters of legend in these parts, and tracking one would be a testament to your abilities. Slaying one, an achievement unlike any other. Should you return empty-handed, however, like many have done in the past, you will be considered unfit for the physically and mentally demanding lifestyle of the Ventheran people and exiled from the community. You will be escorted to the bottom of the mountain and sent on your way, never to return to these snowy lands again. <laughs> you have five days to complete this task before the week of Noru ends and the weather becomes too severe to survive. If you have not with returned within that time, you will be considered dead and forfeit any chance of completing the blood rites. You've been hiking for a while now. Three hours have passed. 117 remain. You're familiar with everyone in the party. As you look around, they, all the faces have that, that familiar feel. You've seen them around town. You're not exactly who sure who everyone is, but you've seen them in passing. And the wind throws another dusting of snow into your face as the person in front raises their arm to shield themselves from the blast. Would the person taking point introduce themselves? Hmm, I assume that would be me. <laughs> Come on, lads, this isn't that, that, that bad. It's only just a little cold. Just follow old Galarok. We'll, we'll get there. <laughs> Could you describe your character to everyone? Uh, Galarok stands at a meter 5'9". Uh, slender build, decked out in uh, purple, le uh, purple 
thick leather with uh, uh, black and gold trim fur around the collar. Uh, at his shoulder is floating his grimoire or his Tome of Secrets. Mm. It's, it's just, just floating there. I am not. I am half elf, uh, half elf of the uh, the Southern Mountains. Mm. Uh, on his uh, right arm is a small hard shield. Uh, no redeeming characteristics. It's just a plank of wood. <laughs> uh, he doesn't wear a helmet. It's just flowing locks. Just it's just flowing locks. The wind brushes past you and hits the next person in line. Well, my name is Fred <laughs> As you can tell, I'm a lofty three foot two, a gnomish cleric of Erasto. So we're losing you in the snow. <laughs> well, good thing I have you in front of me, my giant friend, to block most of the, the wind and the snow. Now, my character, um, he has uh, green hide armor. Um, oh. He has a longbow, which is about five feet tall, even though I'm only about three foot two. Um, ah. So it's something that I've learned over the past few years um, as I've become a cleric of the rascal. Um, but I, I, I'm going on this journey because I'm excited for the trekking part. I'm excited for like the, the opportunity to test myself. Um, and I'm a little spunky, so I have full confidence in myself. Um, but hopefully I'll have full confidence in my party soon. I think we all see where this is headed. Next in line, <laughs> please, please introduce themselves. Advantage of the uh, of the broken trail that all three uh, or all four ahead 
Um, for anybody looking at him and looking at the pictures, he literally looks like Ben, uh, who is <laughs> um, Like he's got the sandy beard and uh, the youthful face um, and the mustache. And that shock of hair. Uh, ben, did you say what color your cobalt is? Because they come in different colors, right? Like yes. different colorings, or I guess your white. your armor would kind of cover it, right? White and gray. He's got white rags on and, and gray like patches and spikes. Okay. Just want everyone to get the full experience. That leaves the person in the back taking up the rear. <laughs> I am Atlante, I think. I don't remember much. I woke up at the bottom of this hill one day with the trusty sidekick, Patrick the Parrot. This is Trident. I know I was a sailor and I lost people. I woke up here. Uh, I'm vaguely pink in tone, which they tell me is rather human called. I lost me both. I don't know how or when. And now I'm here. <laughs> Got a bit of Jamaican play. <laughs> a little bit. Hey. He's a man. He's a man who's seen some things. <laughs> we press our way forward you venture for what you think another hour or two the the mountainside is exactly what you think a mountainside would be it's snowy there's steep cliffs there's a lot of going up there's a lot of going down you have to take careful steps to not slide down banks which you know would lead to your inevitable death falling 40, 50, 60 feet onto jagged rocks. Um, I am going to put on a timer for everyone in Twitch watching to show how many hours are left before the harshness of winter comes and survival is no longer available. We are at 115 hours. Everyone give me a perception check. The first rolls of the game. Gosh, everyone rolled so well. Atlantis, Frederick, Kobold, and Galrock. Up ahead through the through the thick snowfall, which you can see maybe 30 feet ahead of you, maybe 40 feet if you're if you're really squinting and not getting that snow right in your eyes. You see a figure on the ground. You scan, you're scanning your surroundings because you are here to find the Jokol. And on the path that's going steadily upward, it grows narrower and narrower, and you're and you're and you're barely hanging on, not falling off the edge. You see a figure on the ground. You draw closer, and you see it's 
definitely a human. And from the fur lining their clothing, it's very similar to yours. It's definitely a Ventheran. The forms locked into a huddle with their hands clenched and frozen fists, and they just stare up at the sky lifelessly. And the hairstyle is familiar to you. It's, it's Even from the distance, you can see the intricate braid, but you, you can't place exactly who it is on the ground. What do you do? Uh, should we rob him? He doesn't, he doesn't look very wealthy. I think we should give him a hug or something. Let's not rob him quite yet. Let's see if we can assist him first and see if he's worth more to us alive. Oh god. I had a long game. Has Jeremiah noticed now that the others have started talking about him? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Do uh, do you recognize him? Not from the distance. Okay. So how how far away is he? Thirty five feet, forty feet. Okay. Well, well, I with my little stubby legs will head towards him. So you're gonna push me off the way? I'm gonna kind of since I'm small, I'm gonna kind of brush beside you, but. I'm thinking about how to make a card trick. That's all. As you approach, you see the the white hair of an older man lying on the ground. And as you approach, you recognize that it's Malish, the eldest hunter of the village. His skin's rigid and covered in frost and ice clings to the end of his eyelashes and the fur that lines his clothing. His lips are blue and his eyes are distant and still. And as you inspect his body... Is he dead? He's definitely dead. Whoever's inspecting his body, which I guess would be Galrock, he was out in front. Right. You inspect the body and, and you see the mark of the accepted on his shoulder. It's the tattoo of an axe crossed over a mountain that you eagerly seek to achieve by complete by completing your own blood rites. And beneath it is a mark that resembles a skull crowned with antlers, the symbol of a proven Bentheran hunter. And beneath that, the elaborate decorations of the master hunter. All of Malash's weapons are missing. And in his hands, he clings to a small sliver of rope. The ends are frayed, and whatever it was connecting to is missing. I look up. Jeremiah looks up. This rope looks like it's been cut. Like we're we're next to the mountain? Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. Up so he is. Looks up to see if like he might have fallen. That is he up. He might have been over, uh, the, the rope and fallen. This is does, up. Does he see anything up above? Uh, you do not see anything up above. No. Everyone, give me perception checks as well. While we're perceiving. Oops, that's not an initiative. Not initiative. It is still a perception. Yes. I can see everything. Number one. You you guys did do well. 
Galrock, you are busy investigating the corpse. The corpse. <laughs> the corpse. Atlantis, you move past, and, and as you search in the snow, you find bits of blood. Can I aid, um, can Jeremiah aid uh, Galrock in investigating the corpse with medicine? Yes. Or, Galrock, are you just like looking it over or are you trying to figure out what caused him to die? I'm trying to turn the the popsicle over to to figure out what got him. Figure out what got him. Okay. Well, I can help with that because I'm bigger. Uh, Oh, no, you're Galrock. You're you're taller than the other two. Yes, he's big. Yeah, okay. Well, I'll still help you. Um, So, if that's the case, then it's literally just like a strength aid or something. Well, um, do a medicine check to aid his perception, and we'll say that you guys are checking out the body together. We have no idea what's going on. I do not recall any knowledge of medicine that would help me, apparently. <laughs> Atlantis, <laughs> you're digging in the snow for a track of, of a fight, of, of an encounter, of something that would have wounded a master hunter to slow him down enough to, to fall where he lay. And you find a few splatters of blood here it looks like it looks like he was hit here and then crawled this direction and ended up where he was uh do we at this time see any other tracks or anything of that nature you look around in the in the snow around you and you see large hoof prints um, larger than any stag or, or deer that, you, that you've ever seen. Um, and those head off to the north up the mountain. You also see a few dustings of little hair tracks, and those head south, uh, look like off the cliffside. Um, f- yeah, that, is, that would be the tracks around you. You don't see anything that looks like was an encounter. So, Jeremiah, I think he's just froze. I, I don't know what else to tell you. Jeremiah taps his. Does lips. he have any? Um, does he have anything? Any gold, food. He does have a pack with anything him. He does have a pack with him. However, with it being so cold, everything's kind of frozen. And so unless you thawed him out a little bit, you wouldn't be able to scan the contents. Um, can I? Let, I'd like to do a recall. Let's light him on fire. I'd like to do a recall knowledge check to okay. see if I know how um, how Vintharians like bury their dead or any customs that would be relevant. Okay. Uh, I guess that'd be society. Yeah, we'll do society. Can I assist with that? Yes. I agree like, with Cobalt. We should light him on fire. <laughs> like, like do, would they just consider it like the mountain claiming their own, or would they be like, no, you need to bury him, or if we like... Sure. Yeah. Uh, anyone who dies on the mountain, especially near Mount Lukatanaku, are left. Um, they are considered that the mountain claimed them itself um, for, for whatever reason, decided they no longer wanted them to live. If someone died in town or 
to the north, south, or west of Anthera because you all are to the east. It would be kind of a different story. They'd be brought back and there'd be a little ceremony as they're encapsulated in an ice tomb and buried underground. Um, but being east as you are, no one would be expecting this man's body to be returned if it were found. Does not mean they wouldn't be grateful, but no one is expecting it. I think we should just take the path. I'm not chiseling it off his body. We've got places to be and very little time to do it in. I mean, is the pack loose that we just would need to thaw it out to like open it? No, it, it it, he's wearing it. So it's, oh. it's yeah, it's crystallized to his body. Gotcha. <laughs> I give it a couple experimental yeah. times. You break his arm off. Yeah, I'm looking. I investigate on it if we're not the spot like... where he was struck for like shrapnel or arrowheads or okay, or something that I might find in the snow in that spot. Um, give me a perception check. The snow's very deep, so we'll see how how well you do it at rifling through it. And while he's doing that, does anything happen when I try to see if I can like tug and snap the things off? His whole body moves. It's it's like a block of ice. Okay. Um, Cobalt, what are you doing? You were helping him, I was, right? I was just helping. Yeah, if we're not lighting it on fire, I gotta, I gotta get this stuff. This something off. Can I, can I rip the pack off? Just a giant block of ice. It's it, everything's kind of frozen together. So without falling him, you would have to break it off. You'd, okay. you'd have to well, start breaking I'm gonna, stuff. We're going to thaw them out, then. I'm going to pull out a bottle of Alchemist Fire. I'm just going to just drop it on him. <laughs> oh, wow. The, this is my question. You just pour it on him. Yeah, it's a delicate process. Um, it, I will say, uh, given the amount of time that Alchemist Fire burns, it will thaw it out enough to where you can take his peck. How long though? Uh, a few minutes. Doesn't Alchemist Fire I'm... burn for a little bit? Uh, yeah, for like six or seven turns. Or until you put it out. Uh, I think it's like three turns. How many alchemists? Well, he said it burns long enough. Right? Yeah, we'll, we'll say it, it burns long enough for you to get his pack off of him, yeah. Sweet. What's in it? While it burns, what does everyone else do? Uh, I'm going to continue down the little path. Just a little bit further ahead. Okay. Um, please please don't walk off of the screens. I have dynamic lighting set up, but if you step off it, it there's nothing and then you might run into something else. So please please don't step off the screens. <laughs> um, up. Tobias backs away from the body as the fire like, gets poured on. It's like, hold up! Careful! Um, and then looks for, looks for anywhere that's a little bit more sheltered than, what, than where they are right now. If I can see anything. You look for shelter. There's there's like crevices and all, like alleyways that kind of 
natural alleyways that go into the side of the mountain that you think you could get to to like escape the wind but you don't see a cave or anything like that so i huddle back in uh, this little alleyway okay. uh, just kind of trying to escape the wind galrock the path goes on for a while it's pretty narrow with this large cliff off to the side and um after uh, i mean after about 30 feet you can't really see much because of the snow right okay are y'all done playing with the body What's in it? Inside the pack, you find a coin purse, an iron pot, a empty mug, two torches, a grappling hook, a climbing kit, cooking utensils, a small bag that you open up and find one day's worth of rations in it for one person, and 17 arrows on the quiver. Ooh, that's a lot of good stuff. Hey, does anyone want any of this? Is there money? I will take the gold. Inside the purse, 15 gold, uh, 25 silver, like, and two rubies. I would like the gold, uh, kind sir. I, w- I would... I, I open the pack, I want the gold. <laughs> <laughs> Can I make a diplomacy check against my party member? No, you can't. No. Oh, I'm sorry. Young man, I implore you. Patrick and I would be ever... I'm sorry. Patrick and I would be ever so grateful for your kind uh, acts in these hard times. That's a that's a natural 20. Does that mean something? Or is that just a green number for some reason? A green is a nat 20. Technically, I will you. I will split it half seas with you. Uh, okay, and I'm just gonna, I'm gonna hand him a couple of them, just like three or four. <laughs> How many gold was there, Kobold? Uh, Twenty. You gave me three. <laughs> <laughs> well, I just, some of the others that fell out. I didn't know what... I wasn't counting on them. I'll accept four. Okay. Um, my internal struggle for Atlantis is I'm, I'm feeling like I'm rusty as a pirate. And so <laughs> I kind of go into a emotional <laughs> funk at this point. Okay. Jeremiah approaches and looks over the the items um he grabs a torch um and uh a grappling hook it, uh, holds it up uh kind of gestures to the others to see if anybody wants uh it uh does that mean you're over near the body then uh yes also he's gonna go ahead and do a sleight of hand to see if he can pocket for the gold it's it's in a a bag that Cobalt is holding. Okay, well then. Um, I mean, you can the... you can still try. It's just it's gonna be tough. Uh, let's see. Um. So we are off to a rough start. Of... 
Oh, no, this is <laughs> bad. Yeah. So I was already each other. I attempted to pick up four of the gold. I tried to do it surreptitiously, um, but regardless, I do grab four of the gold. You trying to take four of the gold from him, is that what you said? I tried to grab four of the gold out of the thing surreptitiously. Um, I don't know if I do it surreptitiously, but um, I, I yeah. I don't know how to contest that. Do I contest that with perception? I guess he does a perception. He does a sleight of hand versus your percep perception. I would say. So yeah, your perception DC would be ten plus your perception. If you hit sixteen or higher, then you see me doing it, and then it's up to you what you. Want. I mean, you get a pretty big minus for something like openly trying to take something that he's holding. Uh, I mean, like, he's looking at the coins and handing them out to Atlantis, and you're, <laughs> and you're trying to... necessarily unattended. Yeah. Oh, uh, okay. But that being oh, said, he could he could roll, like, a one and not see you. Yeah. Oh, that's a good point. Yeah, well, I'm not, I guess I can't... Yeah, it's not unattended. I was thinking it was, like, part of the pack, and you were just, like, you had handed him some, but there was stuff remaining in the pack. No, it was all in, like, a, it was all in a single coin purse. Gotcha. Okay, well, then I'm going to ask him, um, say, can I get the same deal? I can't talk. You did great. Oh, you want to? I uh, yes, please. Okay, well, hand me those, the pots. And, and the little little bottles over there, and I'll you give me those. I'll give you these, and I hand them five. Okay, I hand I, I help him. I hand him the box. Uh, scoop it up and hand it over to him. Oh, oh, okay. Um, Frederick. Walk over towards the body. Yeah. I was gonna. I was gonna ask you to give me a per perception check, please. Of what? Perception, perception check, please. Yeah. down as you're scanning i mean you see the the hair tracks running off the edge of the, the cliff and you kind of you're kind of interested in them and you look because after all you are used to hunting yeah. you you have some skills and you do know you all will have to eat on this five day trek so you're keeping your eyes out and off the edge of the mountain you do see a few little nooks where it looks like hairs have gone into and then as you're looking you see the other end of the rope um, and it's wrapped around the torso of a man down at the bottom of the cliffside. It's about a 30-foot fall. Yeah, I, uh, um... And you, you're, your heart's in, you know, you're looking at the mangled body, your heart's just kind of sunken, and you, you, you squint, you, you step closer... And you squint, and, and you can make out the features of of who it is. It's it's Nellen, Melash's elven apprentice, and his legs jutting out at an unnatural angle, and there's specks of blood that's barely visible underneath the freshly fallen snow, but it's it's staining the ground around him. So I would tell the rest of the party, I think I found the other end of the rope, and I motion down to the mangled corpse thirty feet below. Um, while I'm doing that, I'm also putting snow on the freshly burned body just to make sure that he's not burning extra. And I take 
between 17 <laughs> arrows and I say I'll make sure this goes through the heart of your killer Jeremiah um, did everybody hear that there's another dead bite <laughs> Atlantis give me uh, a give me another perception check please You've been investigating the body. You're you're quite intrigued by it, and and you can't seem to, to wrap your head around what happened, because it, his weapons are missing, his sword's missing, and it looks like he crawled a little ways before he died. But before that, there's there's no scuffle on the ground. There's no encounter. As you look over his body, you notice that there's a few cuts and bruises on his arms, where, where definitely something happened. But he's a hunter that's used to that. But, but then you find what you think is the root cause of his death. His leg was crushed. And the, the bone is splintered and broken in many pieces. And given in that condition, he'd have no way of controlling his leg. And so if he was going to make it home by himself, he'd have to crawl. And so he crawled the ten feet that he could before p passing. The other body, fallen thirty feet. To the bottom of that cliff. So does the other body have like a coil of rope next it to it? It does. Yep. Okay. Huh. Can I see how, how what's the state of this crushed leg? Like can I see that it's broken? It's or crushed. Can I see the size of impact? Um, it's broken. It looks like the entire like mid thigh to mid calf is just shattered knees just completely shattered something and it looks like it was all one impact that just broke everything is are they is it is the rope like tied around his waist like you've got two people in the blizzard they've got a rope tied together between the two of them or does it look like he was like holding it and trying to pull and trying to pull the other guy out the first one okay safety line safety line gotcha. Okay. So, uh, um, I, I do, we, do, I, do I see any obvious way to reach the other body? You would have to... You can try scaling the mountainside. You could... Oh, so, you, so I would have to actually try to start climbing before I could see if there's an obvious way? The, there's, no, uh, there's no path down. You'd have to gotcha. climb the mountain in some capacity. This, the guy down at the bottom looks pretty obviously dead, right? Very clearly dead. Okay. Well then... I got a hundred foot of rope we can dangle the halfling over. <laughs> I don't know where the halfling is. I'm a gnome! I, I can climb. I'll climb down there. Cobalt's up for it. I think he's dead. I don't know if there's anything we can do to help him out. Remember, we're trying not to die ourselves. Uh, but, go it, ahead. It ends open. It, it's cold. Those coins will do well. Make sure you're a frozen popsicle, too. We must... We, we gotta move on at some point. Uh, look, look at his leg. He was clearly run over by a boat. 
Definitely. Wait. What? The only logical explanation here. Uh, there's tracks headed up north. Uh, I wonder we find this boat. It could be mine. Uh, and there's only one way to find out. Or this could be a joke. Could be a what? A jokel? That looks like a dead half elf apprentice that we know. Not a joke. Do a small friend. Do a knowledge check to find out what you know about the joke call. Uh, the closest knowledge I'm gonna have for this. You could do nature really, or local. General knowledge on this, to be honest. Nature or local, everyone. Since you guys are having, since your characters are having the discussion about the joke hall, nature or local will uh, see what we know Did about you say it. Local, we need society. Mm, yes, it's fine. Okay. All right, that's enough. Jeremiah, you know that. I'll do the other two first. Galrock and Atlantis, you know that the Jokul is a large lizard with 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 thick scales. Normally they're white with tinted on the ends with blue. Um, it's and the lizard's larger than like your the storehouses of Anthera. So they're 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 big. They're, it's not a person. It's a it's a very big creature, lizard like creature. Um, and as far as the society goes, Jeremiah. You're quite aware, maybe because of, of your involvement in the culture itself, that the scales are as hard as iron. And so while metal itself in this area is hard to come by, you can use the scales to adapt things. So there's there's armor made out of it. Many of the tips of like the arrows and some of the weapons that you have, like spears, would be tipped with sharpened jokul scales. Um, and so, so... So I would know just automatically that that the size of these tracks are way too small for the jokel. Yes. Yes. And they're not the right type. And... and Right. Um, Galrock. You rolled a little... You rolled a little higher. Hang on. You know that the jokel have been known, maybe the legends have told around the, the drinking fire at nights, the Jokal like to sit in ambush, and they've been known to sit there for days at a time, letting the snow and ice build up on their backs to just engulf them in perfect camouflage. And they sit, and they rely on their hearing and their strong sense of smell to determine if a creature nearby is worth striking. And so, that that would be if you're hunting a Jokal that's not on the move. That that's what you kind of know about. <laughs> on the mountain. Here on the mountain. Honestly, enough with the corpses. We need to keep up, keep going. The longer we stand here, the colder we're going to get. The harder it's going to be to traverse. We need to start moving out. And the and the more likely we will join him as that point in the frozen corpse. I second that motion. Jeremiah says, looking slightly longingly at the cliffside. Alright, you guys Onward! You, you guys abandon the body and you continue onward. 
the path. After about another hundred feet, it's it's very narrow, and 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 you come upon a, a fork in the road, and you must decide: do you want to go left and head up the mountain towards what you know would be the real base of Mount Lukatunaku, or do you want to go to the right around this little bit of a winding spine on the cliffside that heads downward? Uh, Who just came from down? The only tracks you see are the like stag tracks heading up. Um, other than that, you don't see any. You know the hares were seen heading downward, but you don't see any tracks where you're at. Uh, well, gentlemen, what say ye? I'm always a left-leaning man. Yeah, I agree. Honestly, up the mountain is where our our quarry is. Deal. Okay. All right, we go. You start hiking up, and and your your as you climb, that it just gets more and more difficult. The snow just seems almost it's somehow a mixture of completely frozen, while somehow squishy enough to or soft enough to sink your foot into your shin, so it's kind of just rubbing up against you. It's just, it's extremely uncomfortable. And as you hike up, your muscles burn, and you're keeping a steady eye on the, on the sun as you go, um, because you don't want to be caught out in the, in the ice, uh, at night whenever it hits. And you, um, you, you would guess that you have about three hours remaining. Um, you know, traveling with what you have with you, as a group, you were given each three days rations, and uh, you have one extra of rations. So between the five of you, you have 16 rations. And you were given enough firewood and materials for one fire. The rest of the materials that you would need to use would need to come from the land. From the well, fair enough. You, you suspect there's going to be natural caves inside the mountainside or crannies or you know little alley things that go into the earth that would have a little bit of a warmer temperature unable to find one of those you would guess if you got into like a little nook inside of a cliffside you could build a fire to last one night you have, right. you have three well, what, little, what little time we have left we need to find some type of cover for the eve or there's a fair chance we will freeze tonight. So as we as we're walking, keep an eye out. Okay. As you yeah. as you travel, I would like. Are you? <laughs> are you? I'd like to. I'm are you kind of sticking to like a main path that leads up the mountain or are you kind of going off on edges looking for nooks like how, how i guess i want to know how quickly are you trying to travel up the mountain and how slowly are you in investigating your surroundings as you go do is there like a specific hunting ground that we're trying to reach or we're just like here's the path up the mountain go find yourself a jokel if there is a specific hunting grounds, you were not told where it was. Gotcha. Okay. Um, here's the thing. How deep is the snow? Sh mm, shin-ish, so 
A about foot? Two foot? Yeah. Foot. Foot to two? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that is, Fredericks. That is, Fredericks. That is extremely That's rough terrain. So we are moving at five foot a turn. Yeah, you guys are going slow. It's a hike. It's a hike. I, I say we go down. So we're going slow enough to keep an eye out. Okay. Everyone give me a perception check. Whew. That's bad. Atlantes and Galrock, you see off to the side. Kind of a extension of the mountainside that looks like it could potentially hold what you're looking for. And as you venture over, you find footsteps, boot prints in the snow. Oh. Everyone is with you, but only the two of you see the boot prints. Cold. The cliff, the path We're itself goes to about five feet wide. So you're not, you know, you're not pressed up against the edge, but you're not comfortable either. And they go right, right along the cliff side, heading straight along the edge of the mountain. Well, based on how long those bodies were uh, were there, these footprints are fresh. Or they don't know how many by now. How many unique tracks there are? Is it one set of footprints? You see three unique ones. We are not alone. We need to get to that outcropping there. That's a very existential statement. <laughs> enough, enough of your god tomfoolery. Let's keep, <laughs> let's continue. Uh, exercise caution, gentlemen. Keep it quiet, kobold. Keep yes. it quiet. Uh, I'll be quiet. And you. And don't burn anybody. Don't burn anybody. Got it. We will say by now you guys have gone another hour. Okay. 1.14 remain. As you move forward, the path continues to be narrow, and it's kind of like a little bit of a wind along the edge of the mountain. You follow the footprints. They're, they're still going ahead. And as you travel, you hear some voices. They sound distant. They're still muddled. The wind's still howling. The snow isn't as severe here because up against the edge of the cliff, it kind of blocks a lot of the snowfall. So you can see a little more clearly um, as the snow is kind of going overhead uh, um, away from the cliffside. But you definitely hear the distinct sound of voices. How far would you say they are? Or is the echo off the mountainsides and the, the wind giving it a... Uh, yeah, it's... Not so good? It's... it's It'd be really hard to say because of the wind in the mountainside. You would guess a hundred feet. hundred foot? Maybe a little further. So it would take me 20 seconds to get over there. Roughly. Uh, uh, who all hears it? Yeah, who all does hear it? Do we all hear it? Uh, I'll say you can all hear the voices. No one can make out what they're saying, but you can all hear them. Ah. Hold off. 
I am going to sneak ahead along the uh, the shoulder and see if I can't scout them out. Oh, I was going to try to do that too. Ah. <laughs> uh, it's okay. too bad it's a secret role. <laughs> Indeed. Give me a stealth check. You'll, you will be moving quite slowly. Oh, you got a 30? That's pretty good for level two. Uh, <laughs> I don't even notice that he's... That yeah, you guys don't even notice he's gone. Uh, you move ahead. And you see... Let me copy you real quick. So you can, so you can really see it. Oh, I guess you can't because I can't send the players over. Up ahead, you see um, along the cliffside um, a, a figure. I'm going to say you're keeping your distance so you can't make out the exact features of them, but a humanoid figure figure is kind of leaning against the wall, kind of almost too casually relaxed given what's going on on the mountain. Behind them is, is a more slender form with a more flowing robe pointing up at the cliffside and you hear um kind of an exchange between them um you you hear you hear the rope figure say just hold the rope tighter like why why are you so loose about it then you hear another voice not the man leaning against the wall but a little further back i've been holding ropes all my life you think this is the first time i've gone on the mountain i know what i'm doing well, then why do you keep letting go? Shut up. Let me do my job. I look at my floating book and I'm like, what? I don't know. So I kind of split the distance between Galrock and the rest of the party. And I say, Galrock, what do you see? <laughs> Galrock, I can't. I can't hear you. Galrock, I don't understand what you're saying to me. You're gonna have to speak up, Galrock. Yep, go smack him with the book. Anyone moving a little closer, give it a stealth check. Do you want us to roll it, or do you want to roll it? You can roll it. Okay. Now watch me roll like a natural one or something. Great. I am not moving Kay. stealthily closer yet. As Jeremiah for some type of signal. As Jeremiah Kobold and Atlantis. Atlantis? Atlantis? Atlantis. Atlanta? <laughs> How do you say your name? Uh I don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> but I think it's Atlantis. 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 Okay. Move forward. The figure against the wall, leaning against the wall, suddenly jerks and just in one quick motion turns to face you with a sword drawn. Says, Whoa! Who are, who are you? <laughs> I step out broadly and say, Justice! <laughs> who are you? I'm going to copy you guys over real quick. Oh, and I do draw my sword, but I I don't I try not to hold it threatening. 
Like, I'm not trying to intimidate specifically. Yeah, yeah. I'm just going to copy you guys over real quick. I'm staying as hidden as possible. Ooh, and I do a little flourish with my hat. It's like, at your service. <laughs> He's like, how'd you get here? The lady behind him kind of looks at him. Says, Thran, must you do this every time someone approaches us? Maybe they don't want to fight you. Maybe they're here just on a pass. You think people just pass on the mountain woman? Let me just fight her. Please, we don't even know why they're here. We don't even know why they're here. And if you get wounded, it's a long way back to our village. You think we can make it if it's wounded? It could be severe here. She kind of gestures him aside. Hearing that, I put my sword away. Okay. She kind of gestures him aside. And he reluctantly steps out of the way, and she she kind of brushes off her her uh, long robes, kind of brushes them off. <clears throat> uh, sorry about that. Um, it's 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 my pleasure. What brings you here to this humble um, uh, cliffside? I'm going to bow once again, sweep my hat off and bow very low. Um, well, the lady. I Joko? Have you, uh, do you know Joko? He's not quite as hesitant as that, as I am saying. Sure. Um, we, we have heard of them before. Are you, you, are you Vintherans? <laughs> I sweep my hat off again. That we are. <laughs> <laughs> yes. It does seem like it's that time again for the Vintherans to venture out onto this mountainside in search of what they can't kill, isn't it? And at those words, you kind of you kind of notice that at the kind of the fringe of her armor, she has bits of of Jokul scales hanging down, almost like a like a like a skirt, almost kind of like a Roman skirt, but not as not as thickly crafted. Um, and the gentleman next to him, which is a, some type of half orc with this green skin, has a single pauldron that's made out of Jokul scales. <laughs> so... Well, milady, yeah. I would be in your desk if you would give us any pointers you have. Doff my cap again. You can give a diplomacy check. Okay. I'm all about diplomacy, baby. Alright. He checks. Um, Atlante's kind of, like, backs away and like kind of tries to get out of this conversation <laughs> okay what's everyone else doing while he's conversing i'm helping him convert <laughs> what what are you doing to help him convert use this hype man yeah <laughs> She kind of looks at you. I guess looking in little crevices, trying to find bunnies or food or firewood. Okay. Give me survival check while, while you do that to see what in the general area you think you can use. And as she's about to speak, you see her open her mouth. The half orc next to her says, Don't! Tell them where it is. They're gonna take the trade rooms, and then they're gonna take the Joe Cole from us too. 
Farron, we have no intention of slaying a Joko. We're going to take the Shade Shrooms, and we're going to leave. And I hope that we don't have a fight, so we have to use all the Shade Shrooms right now, because we need them back at the village. Uh, to answer your question, Traveler, uh, yes, the we do... We don't know where a Jokal is, but I will say... I would suggest looking at the, the ruins of Celador. Uh, years ago, we found a Jokal there, um, so I think that would be the best place to start. Um, they have been known to be there from time to time. It's an old, it's an old ruins from a city that was uh, alive and thriving centuries ago. It's now since buried in the snow, and but you can see little bits of it sticking up. Um, but when you get there... Uh, see, what makes it useful is it was a major highway back in the day, so there's a lot of stags and other beasts that travel through there, and makes it easy prey for the Jokal, so I would say your best bet would be to find one there. I'm just, uh, I have a skill called Lie to Me, which lets me use my deception to, uh, check if somebody in conversation is lying, so I'm just doing a perception check on that to see. Do I get an opposed roll to that? Uh, yeah, it's against their, it would be against, so normally if you're lying, then it would be their deception DC, I believe. Okay. Whoever is actively, yeah, it would be against their deception DC. Okay. Which is their deception. Uh, roll away. So yeah, I just rolled uh, to 20. A 20? Yeah, in, in Chaz, 20. She does not seem to be lying. She okay. seems to be truthful and genuinely trying to help you. Cool. Excellent. So, Ruins of Celador, I ask her for directions. Um, she says, if you venture east for a little ways, and then take a path down, and then a swing to the left, and then you have to, you know, watch out for the ice trolls. They can be dangerous down there, but if you, if you go past them and continue on your way, you'll, you'll, you'll see the ruins. You'll come upon them. You'll, you'll go up on a cliffside, and you'll look down, and, and you'll see it. East, then... Path down. Ice. Cool. I bow once again and thank her. Th thank you, my lady. Th thank you. <laughs> safe, uh, safe travels. I stick my neck in and I say, "Did you say shrooms?" <laughs> <laughs> Yes. I told you they wanted the shade shrooms. I told you. He kind of points a sword back at you. They're ours. You can't have them. I say, hey, listen. <laughs> Nothing needs to get hostile here, okay? <laughs> you, hear, you hear a voice a little further behind them. Are they, are they taking the shrooms? Do I need to? Do you need me? They haven't said yet. I don't know. Are you... <laughs> Nobody wants your shrooms, okay? <laughs> you just said shrooms! <laughs> I just wanted to know about them. Uh, I, pop out of, I pop out of my little hidey hole right there, and it's like, that's it. She gave us the direction. Go that way. <laughs> what was her name again? Uh, Salia. Okay. You all can do a knowledge nature check to see what you know about shade shrooms. It's it's fitting that Elantes does not know. Yeah, you asked for help. You don't know. Is that nature? Yep. 
knew about them in a, in a previous life. Yeah, maybe. That's forgotten. Okay. I'm still outside, not a part of this conversation, doing my survival stuff. Okay. Hey, by the way, do we recognize Atlantis from the village? Or did he just, like, kind of fall in with us at some point on no. this track? He's, <laughs> he's been in... <laughs> He's been in the village. Okay. Yeah, he's been at the village. You've all been at the village. Even the kobold. <laughs> yeah. Um, Galrock, you're the only one who knows. Shade shrooms are, are mushrooms that are only found on this particular mountain range. They tend to grow on cliff sides where the snow can't pile up on them to, co you know, completely cover their chance at life. Mm -hmm. And where the sun can't necessarily reach them either. So they, they like to be completely in shadow like shrooms, but right. high enough up or on crannies where the snow cannot cover them. They've also, they also can be used, um, you can crush them up and mix them with other agents and create healing potions out of them. So they have a natural healing property to them. You said, you said potions, do I know about that? Do you know about potions? Yes. <laughs> yes. Whether or not Galrock tells you about the about the shrooms is another story, but <laughs> but you do know about potions. You know all about potions. Uh, I, I relay what I know to uh, uh, what I know about the shrooms, and reiterate that they are after them for their village. So no, you're not taking them. You're not. You're not stealing from people in need. Let's go. She yeah, gave us what we needed, which is a direction we need to go. One. I lead up to, to Kobold and I say, I'm getting you one of those shrooms. <laughs> then look on along the side of the mountainsides. That's all you've got to do. You lead these people to, to their business. So are we moving forward at this point? Yep. Which way are you heading? Do I see anything on this left of this upper thing? Is this like an actual fork in the road, or is it like a, just a crevice? That's just a crevice. Okay. We've got you. We have an hour left to get back to that fork in the road to get back to the east side to where she directed us. Along the way, we need to find somewhere to camp and wait out the night. As I'm walking by her, I I ask her in passing, did you run into anyone else? Uh, and I tried to describe uh, the, the Malric guy or whatever his name was. Malash? Um, Malash? Yeah. Yeah. No, you are the, you're the first ones we've seen on the mountain. It's been a relatively quiet trip, which is not to be expected. It's a large mountain. Um, I am still checking... Uh, I don't know if I rolled this to but okay, well, I'm still checking to see if, if she's being truthful. She seems to be truthful. Okay, cool. All right. As, okay. You, as you venture on past, you do see... Kind of awkwardly shouldering through. As you guys shoulder on through, you do notice that there's another man. It's a, a, bald, a bald man holding the bottom of a rope, and there's some guy with a bow on his back way up high picking shrooms off the edge of the cliffside. It's about he's about twenty feet up on the end of that strand of rope. Just chiseling away. All you have to do, keep your eye out, and you can have all the shrooms you want. Just leave them to theirs. 
Okay, fine. Yeah, fine. <laughs> All right. We continue on. Are you guys looking for a cave? Or yes. okay. Um. At least I am. I don't know about everybody else. Yes, I am. I'm following his lead. Frederick, during your hunting and your travels, you you saw a few places where you think that you could put some hair tracks, uh, hair traps. You don't. Oh, um, I believe you have some. Malash had some. Did I read that to you? I don't think so. He had seven hair traps on him. Nice. So you do have some that you can lay. You uh, should offer some to that bald guy. That was a dad joke. That was not a real suggestion. Oh. It, it was a dad joke, but also... Um, <laughs> yeah. Wow. Uh, so you do have seven hair traps. You see a few places, maybe three or four, where, where there is constant hair travel, so you think you could snag a few if you did. Um, you also did find some some trees that you think you could cut down and make at least a full night of firewood out of. You guess it would take you about, with some help, 25 to 30 minutes. They're not they're not big trees, but you know, you you cut them down pretty quickly. If you had a way to cut them down. So you have a hatchet? Jeremiah has a hatchet, but at this point he doesn't know that people are thinking about cutting trees. So that's what you found. I'll let you do whatever you want with that information. You guys continue onward. And we will see where the night takes us. You do not find a cave on your trip. You guess you have about 30 minutes left before nightfall. You look around and you do see a crevice in the wall that you think you can shimmy into and make a type of fire. Um, it's going to be a cold night, even with the fire. Um, so you got, you got set up camp. I pull out my tarp, my hundred-footer rope, and I start making as best I can a uh, a windbreak. Okay. Um. A question for you. I. It sounded like we had access to adventuring gear, so I went in and I bought a pup tent. Is that a thing I actually have access to? Or yes, you do have your tents. Okay, cool. Yep. Um, so you guys set up camp. Who is making the food? Ooh, me. You all have rations, but are you are you cooking them in a pot, or are you guys kind of eating them all on your own? I got a lot. I got one for that dead guy back. All right, roll me a craft cooking check. Just like a crafting check? Uh, specifically cooking, but if you don't have cooking, then just a crafting check. He's good. I can, I can assist him. I can be his sous chef. Okay, be a sous chef. Throw down. Okay. Uh, you you make what you think is a very good meal that should be safe for consumption. <laughs> <laughs> and I throw a little like in just a little stuff take chill off sure so you throw in spices well 
Or Alchemist Fire? Yeah, what? Oh, okay. Okay. No. No. I'm sneaky. I can't see it. Do a deception check, I guess? Sleight of hand? Is deception? Sleight of hand. Which is thievery or stealth? Thievery, yeah, thievery. Uh, I didn't see it. I'm uh, they see you. <laughs> you all see him spiking the food. You all see him blatantly spiking the food. I take a little chunk myself. No, it's okay. Yeah, I'm not deterred. Yeah, I look at them and I say, smells like what I used to have back in town. And uh, take a uh, ladle. Alright. Get a little kick. Um with the way with the way the wind and the snowfall's happening, the fire's gonna to have to be rekindled throughout the night. You have enough already cut wood to do it. Um, but people some people are not going to get a good night's sleep because it has to be kept being fed. What what's your plan on that front? I mean the boom. I, I do volunteer to sleep, so I assume we're all kind of trying to pack into this crevice, right? Yeah, I think, and I think people are trying to arrange their tents in a way to kind of create like a snow blind, kind of make a, I guess more of like a communal sleeping area. The entire entrance of the, the crevice is covered. Yeah. So I offer to sleep kind of closest to the entrance, just for whatever it's worth, myself being um, resistant to some cold. And so I feel that my stature can help lock the, the cold a little bit. And so that being said, um, I'll also be able to help rekindle the fire since I'll be kind of close by. Okay. Okay. Um, we'll say you guys get through the night. If you guys want to skip ahead through this part, um, you guys get through the night. You can pack up. Um, you're a little tired, but nothing too bad. Um, everyone take away... However much food you ate, I um, I assume everyone would do one ration, but I'll, I'll let you all decide how much you actually ate out of your ration. What's the problem with eating less than the ration? Mm, you will be hungry, so maybe later in the day you won't do as well. Uh, I eat normal ration. Also, I'm going to do... Something make sure you, you make sure you track how much ration you've eaten. Yeah. Um, you, I think you know what that's for. Uh, either. Oh. You get frustrated and put it away. Yeah. Or I don't know if you get fr. I, I assume you get frustrated at this point. I don't know. You might just be expecting that at this point. Yeah. Okay. Um, okay, cool. you all continue on your way. It's a fairly eventless day. Um, mostly through the edge of the, the the mountainside making your way up and down um, everyone give me a reflex save um, uh, sorry I'm just in a rush 
Okay. So I'm going to do a reflex save, but I have something called Charmed Light, which adds two. Um, so that's a 16 for me. Okay. Oh, sorry, I should have done that before, but either way, I was going to do it. There's a, yeah. there's a large... And then you hear just snow start to break from up on the cliffside up above, and then it, it starts collapsing over. Everyone gets out of the way, except for the little gnome, who was, of course, had the most snow to go through based on body height. And he doesn't quite make it out, but he doesn't quite take he doesn't quite take the brunt of it either. He kind of just gets along the edges, take one damage. You take one yeah. damage. It kind of, kind of crushes down on your foot, and you wiggle your way out. Everyone, give me a perception check. Who? Atlantes, Galrock, you all can have been keeping your eye out because. Cause something that that uh, Salia said kind of kind of stood out to you has been ringing in your mind, and in Kobold, growing up on these mountains, you're very familiar with what can make that sound. And you guys kind of lead the way and crawl over to the edge of a cliffside, and you and you look over, and then path below, maybe just ten feet. I mean, it's just a little edge, just the next level down. You see a troll, just an ice troll, large hulking figure just walking along and every step's kind of making the ground tremble and snow is just trickling off and piles around it as it makes its way forward with a with some type of dead animal it looks like a stag that has huge antlers just flung over its shoulder as it's just making its way uh, along the path it has a giant club in its other hand should we kill it no, boy, that is something we leave alone. Do you think it has any money? No. It has lots and lots of muscles and depth. No. It's something that we can cook up into a tasty meal. Oh, yeah. Like, Hearing them discuss, I come over and look over the edge to that guy. I assume I see the troll. You do. Okay. Do I know anything from living in Zendaria about ice trolls? Um, Apparently, I don't recall anything, so never mind. Well, unless you think it's a super easy check. Um, you don't. Okay. Do, do I know how hard they are to take on living in Zendaria? Um, you can roll. You and Galrog know they are both very strong. Um, sorry, you both know they are very strong. There's only one troll. Um, you think the five of you could maybe manage it? And as you're looking at the troll, you I mean, you notice it's got a few cuts and bruises on it. And, and you know, it looks like something recently kind of got it on its shoulder, um, pierced through it. It looks like it's starting to heal. Um, so you think maybe with its wounds already, you may be able to take it down. Um, which, judging by the time remaining... Um, you had 106 before you started venturing today. Then you moved on. You're guessing you have 
90, ooh, 98 hours remaining. How much, how much food, do I know how much food it would actually make for us? You don't, you don't necessarily think you could eat the troll, but, but the, the stag itself could feed, feed you all for the rest of the trip if you could carry all the meat. Hey, kobold. Yeah. You want to set them on fire? Yeah. Why do I know that line? Look down there. The thing's got food. What do you think? I look at the gnome. Are you coming? I could use some breakfast. Do you, do you think we could? Do you think we could follow it and and get the stag without without it noticing? Maybe it has to take a piss off the side of the mountain and and we swipe the stag and run. I haven't seen any yellow snow. Running with a yeah. stag? Sorry. Running with a stag over your shoulder seems precarious. There's five of us, Frederick. Simple. We create a distraction, drag it off, hide ourselves buried in the snow. We have a gnome. <laughs> Unless you think we should, we should fight it. What with these petty supplies? You do know that trolls, especially ice trolls in the mountains, tend to live in caves. So it will eventually have to settle down. In which it will probably not be holding the stag on its shoulder. How far down below us is it? Ten feet. Oh. Look, wait, look. But we can wait till it, he's just a little out of sight and we can scale down with the climber set that we got. I still got the rope. My vote is to trail it for a bit. See where it goes. Okay. Jeremiah looks wistfully at the, uh, the drop off and then shakes his head in affirmation. Everyone. Give me a stealth check, because I imagine you're trying to be stealthy about it. We'll say you can. We'll say you climb down the mountainside easily enough. You have a climber's kit. It's just a ten foot drop. So even if you don't make it, it's just a quick splat in the snow. You track it for an hour, and it's still going on its way. Do you continue tracking it? Is it going roughly the direction that we need to go to get to the ruins? Roughly. Roughly? Roughly. Let's do it. Keep going. Oh, wait. Wait a second. Oh. So. No, no. Okay, yeah. I, I keep I, I keep tracking along with the rest. <laughs> there is something that we shall see. Okay, sorry, I'm trying to do math in my head. Trying to make sure I'm keeping track of the hours correctly. You guys move, continue on. For another two hours. This puts you at 95 remaining and roughly one hour left of daylight. So you spent most of the day tracking this troll. 
and at last it goes into its cave. Yay! We needed a house for summer sleep. Uh. It goes into its cave. Who has dark vision? I do. Me. Galrock does. Does Kobold? Yeah. The gnome should as well. I just have low light. Hmm. I don't know how. All right, for those of you who have night vision, it's been turned on. Everyone else will need a torch as where the cave is, it's kind of between two rising cliff sides. So you you can't really see it's it's kind of all cloak and shadow and you're about to go into a dark cave. So it will be, um, you your normal eyes will not be able to see in the darkness. So I pull out a torch. And hold it aloft. Holding it aloft. I'll stand next to somebody who has a torch, but if it gets to a point where I want more lights, I can cast a Dancing Lights cantrip. Okay. I do also pull uh, out was... my, um, my sword in the other hand. I was going to hit a Dancing Lights, uh, if you want to you wanna stick close to me, Frederick. I have yeah, some I'll do that. things that uh, we should probably drink if we're going in. That on the floor. You want any drink? What was this about drinking? What? Uh, what was this about drinking? Do you want one? It's real good. Can I tell what he's offering me? Um. Like when you when he drinks it, what what happens to you when you drink it? <laughs> I haven't drank. Okay. I, Jeremiah takes whatever you're offering, but and just holds it and waits for you to drink yours. Okay. No, just out of curiosity. You you're, you cut out. What kind of armor? You, you still cut out. What? What kind of armor are you wearing? Yes. What kind of armor? Am I wearing or are you wearing? You. I'm wearing no armor. I'm wearing light armor. A leather breastplate. So, so you you might want to take that off. I hand whatever it is back to you. <laughs> Arthas takes it without hesitation and <laughs> to with Kobo. Alright, Kobo, dad. What to do? Gives you a four to AC and one to perception. A minute long. Wow. Really good. As you guys stand outside the cave and you're... You guys stand outside the cave and you peek in. And those with dark vision can see quite clearly. Jeremiah can see it a little ways in. And 
and that the icy area of the cave starts to give way to just kind of just dirty snow on the ground um you see blood splatter on the ground and and uh galrock as you peek in you see the body of a stag on the ground blood blood on the ground you see a couple human remains a bone here a, a skull and a broken arm over there kind of scattered throughout the whole place um but you do see the blood splatter and the trail that you've been following lead into the cave and you see the stag on the ground is it normal terrain i assume it's not like super difficult terrain now that it's no longer snowy yeah yeah no now it's normal terrain it's probably packed permafrost with how the uh, the cave is yeah so you you can venture forward try not to go too far though just in case you know stuff yeah. uh, i'm going to start sneaking i'm gonna try the skirt so for everyone everyone watching kind of going into some different views so you can see what people see yeah, I'll try the skirt into my right here. Okay. Standing on, on either side of the entrance, you do see just a mound of skulls, like a like a tribal troll warning of don't come any further. Okay. Go in. <laughs> so, uh, Okay. Yeah, okay. How far in are you going? Uh, I was going to my right here. Okay. Right here. Cobalt, make a perceptive check right there. Right you see right here a a a broken wire. Um, it, it and as you examine it, you realize that this this was a it used to be a trap, um, one that like your your kind of people, a cobalt, would have made. So at one time, this would have been a cobalt cave. Um, and as you, as you venture forward a little more, you do see in the back corner on the bed, the troll. Is it bad? There are animal skins laid out to create beds. Oh. On, the, on an animal skin rug, I guess. <laughs> Tarp, I don't know what you would call it. Okay, I'm assuming the rest of our party, other than me and Cobalt, uh, can I cannot see. That's correct. What's going on here? I have a torch out, so that should provide light to like. Let's see, uh, ten. Ten feet, right? If torch is bright light to let's. Thirty, I think. Six squares. How far That's is it? I was Let me know. I think bright light to thirty squares and uh, double that and dim light. Hmm. It should be fixed for you now. Oh, I do the job. Cobalt is uh, visibly upset. Okay, twenty foot radius uh, is bright light, and twenty foot is dim light. So, so an extra twenty for dim light. But at this point, I'm just watching, I'm kind of watching the gold and like venturing behind him by about 10 feet. 
I'm trying to be stealthy, but I know I've got a torch in my hand, so I don't that's Whoever's moving in will need to make a stealth check. What's what's the plan now that we're moving in? I am uh I've taken out the beer and I'm slathering some liquid on it. <laughs> I know you have a half of what you're saying. But yeah. it's hilarious. <laughs> you're cutting out a little bit. Sorry guys, here's my mic. Sweet. <laughs> it's alright. You're taking something out of the slathering liquid on it. Yeah, my spear. I'm getting ready. Oh. oh okay. Well, I'm going to sneak my way that to about right there. So fifteen foot. Which is half my movement. Nice and slow. As you move in, Cobalt, you steep sneak forward as, as 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 silently as you can, but your foot catches a rock and it kind of crumbles on the ground, and the troll just kind of whirls to you and looks right at you, and you know that the gambit has been made. He's he spotted you, and he re he he sees Cobalt. And he picks up his hatchet that he had laying on the ground, because every troll sleeps with a hatchet next to his bed. He climbs up onto his back two feet and just starts lumbering towards you with deadly intent in his eyes. Initiative, boys. So, does he notice me? You... don't know. You would guess not based on the wall construction of the place. That you don't you don't think he can see you at this point. Okay. So because mm. it makes a difference for me with this. Um, you would guess he does not see you. Okay. So you can use that. Okay, so I'm going to use Stealth for my initiative. Okay. I'll probably have to add yours manually. GM, I saw that number before you hit it. It's okay. Okay, so I need to click <laughs> me. Atlantis, can you roll initiative for us? Okay, what is it? It's okay. I'll add it. Okay. Yes. You should hear it. It's playing on mine. Speaking of, time for a new playlist. Because battle has commenced, boys. I hope you guys can hear it. Yep. Okay, good. Yeah. Everyone is in. Uh, do you have your mixer turned down for uh, uh, whatever web browser you're using? Mm, oh, maybe. I hadn't thought about that. Whoops. That's fine. Yeah. Up first, we have Galrock. Inside, you hear the troll move. He's picked up his axe and he's snarling, just. <sighs> 
can hear the hatred inside of him. And he's stepping toward your little goblin friend. What would you like to do? So, I'm gonna hold off on Sorry, the move. Sorry, kobold friend. Hold Alright. I will... You delaying your turn? I'll delay my turn. Okay. I'm gonna roll you down. Let me know when you went back so in. Okay, I'm gonna roll him down. Let me, let me know when you went back in. Okay. The troll lumbers forward. Inching his way forward. Avoiding these stalactites and squeezing his way in here. He steps right on the carcass. Doesn't care. He moves there. And he takes a hefty swing with his hatchet. A little kobold. Sorry, guys. Does a 21 hit you? Kobold. Did you say yes? I can't hear you. <laughs> okay. Okay, I uh, will take my turn here very shortly. You, I, you can go after him if you want. Okay, that's fine. You take 19 damage from the kobold. From the from the hatchet that, sorry, from the troll hatchet that just digs right into your abdomen and cuts a brutal slash along your ribs. So, troll down. We're going to put Galrock back on top. Galrock, it's now your turn. Give me just a second. I didn't put my spell into the damn thing. There we go. Okay. Kobold looks quite bad. All right, so... A lot of blood spewed out on that one. This will take two actions. Command. I will for I will command it to drop prone. Okay. Or fall fall down. Okay. And it gets a save yet. Uh, it doesn't say anything about a save. Uh, you shout a command that's hard to ignore. You can command your target to approach you. Uh, hold on, I'll just post it. Surely it has a save though. It's got to be your. Uh, it's a will save. Okay. Yeah, there it is. Okay. Thank you. Oh. And what is the save number that we're looking for? It's spell save DC. Yep. I got a 25. I think that wins. Yeah, you make it. That saves. Yeah. Okay. That's one action, right? Yeah. So then I'm just going to take that five foot. Okay. Okay, one action left. A 20 will hit. And you do nine damage as your scimitar just cuts a nasty cut. Uh, here's the thing. Uh, what? He still didn't notice me, correct? Uh, he, he just shook the spell off. Yeah, he shook he shook the spell off. Okay, taking an action like that to get himself 
Yeah, I mean, he's right. In, you're right in front of him. I'm gonna say he notices you at this point. Yeah, and you. I think you also have like issue a command, so he notices you. Okay. So yeah, I'll whack him for nine. Okay. Your your blade cuts him along the shin, and blood spews out. <laughs> I did it. I made the music play. Up next, Jeremiah. Oh, alright, here we go. Atlantis, you will be next. Atlante. Atlante. Okay, Jemaya moves through. Uh, let's see. He approaches. and drops the torch as a free action. And he is going to tumble through, which is my acrobatics, plus one against, against the troll's reflex DC. What are you trying to do? I'm tumbling through. Oh, trying to tumble through the square? Yes. So that is... Okay, uh, you make it. Oh. You tumble right between his legs without any issue. That's right. He's got some big legs. Uh, having done a graceful um, tumble through and uh, everybody's looking on in wonder, he will now flourish his rapier and give a big old attack. Okay. didn't work. Was it all about something? Oh, that's one. Here we go. Let's try this one. Um, that's a natural. That's a natural twenty. So you do score a critical hit. Cool. So specifically, it's going to do uh, the six damage is doubled. So that's twelve plus seven, right? The um, the seven is also doubled because. He is using his panache to do a finisher. He gained panache from tumbling through. Mm -hmm. uh, so that's 14 plus 12, which is 28. And the rapier has a... So why... So yeah. normally sneak attack damage is not doubled, like precise damage is not doubled. Is that a specific it's thing for you? A, sneak attack is... What? It's not a sneak attack. I'm pretty sure precise strikes work as sneak attacks. Same thing. Yeah. Okay, well then, it's a pre it's a precision double. strike, which is not doubled. I'll double check that, but um, okay, fair enough. So we can ignore that. So twelve plus seven is nineteen plus eight from What's... the fact that it's a rapier. Um, Oof. So it was deadly, uh, which gives an extra d eight. Dang. Um, is so that's nineteen plus eight is twenty seven. Yes, that is correct. Oh my goodness. Uh, and then he does a little flourish with his weapon. Uh, a little salute. Okay, you hit him right in the rear end. Right in the rear end, you just see blood spew out. Blood, blood. You get him right in the rear end and blood just sprays out right in your face and kind of coats your face with nasty troll blood. Wow. Atlantis, you are up. Frederick, you will be next. <laughs> Uh, 
abilities first. I'm going to move up here so that I have a line of sight, clear line to the troll. Um, Patrick follows me at this time. Your bird. Patrick is, is defending himself. Uh, I'm going to cast Tanglefoot mm. at Troll. And I roll a 12 for that. So. To hit? Would that be considered successful? Nope. It flies next to him and hits the wall. The Tanglefoot scatters open on the wall and just kind of vines kind of creep and try to grab onto nothing. cast guidance and you kind of get like a heightened sense and you're 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 more focused for your next turn frederick you're up kobold trees you will be next okay so yeah i definitely noticed that kobold is severely hurt and he's been one of my he's been one of my like friends during this whole thing short guys unite um so my character just closes his eyes and he thinks to a rascal, his god, and he says a little incantation. He says, Help our little friend and make him well. And so I cast heal. I do it as two actions. So um, he gets healed 8 plus 1d8. So he gets healed a total of 14. That is a good that's amazing. That's a, it's so a, that's two actions. It's range, right? Yeah. 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 So, Cobalt, you're sitting there and you just feel. In this game, yeah, if I yeah. do it, one action has to be touch. Two actions, I can do it from range. Three actions, I can do like an em emitting. So, that's really cool yeah. how heal works. Cobalt, you're, you're kind of just gripping your side where you just got wounded and you just feel a, like a rush of just like, it feels like warm water, like you just got dunked into a hot bath just rush over you and you're and you reach down and your wound is just healed now there's just now there's just a little bit of blood instead of a gaping gash and then with my next action i will take my five foot longbow and i will shoot towards the troll and as i shoot i say why do you have to pick on the little guys all right Let's see, let's see if he cares. You, you were in such a rush to get the bow out and shoot that, that, that the arrow slipped out early and kind of just flies awkwardly into the ceiling and just kind of bounces around and doesn't really hit anything and doesn't really react much to your taunt. All right. Kobold, that's, that's my you're turn. up. The kobold named Kobold. Kobold trees. You are up, sir. Yeah, so I like get up in like a, a bloody rage from seeing my 
the evidence of my fellow men dying and because I'm small and because there's blood coming from my head and it's in my eyes and I just hmm? hurt my eyes. And so, so I take my spear and I start poking at him. Mm. Wait, yeah. You have, you, have, you have to take a step forward. Right, oh no, a spear's ten feet. Yeah. Yeah. A spear is ten feet, that's right. Yeah. I poke at him. Ooh. Ooh. Poke his damn. You... You make contact and you get, you get him right in the belly, and a little bit of a little bit of blood trickles out there. Okay, so I put poison on this spear. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's this poison, which is a eighteen saving throw to not start having poison. Okay. He makes it. Dang. Your poison does not seem to take effect. So then I quick whip, reach in my pouch, and I'll, and I'll whip out a bomb. <laughs> Alchemist fire, and I throw a bomb. <laughs> uh. <laughs> now, I, since this is your second attack in the turn, you'll get a minus five to it. Okay. I got that all, I got that all sorted. Oh, yeah. Dang it. The bomb flies high and hits the wall behind him. It still explodes. It's just kind of more like a firework display behind him, illuminating the full figure of the troll. It's getting warm in here, boys! And, and so then I, I cast, uh, well, so I reach up my hand like a, like a wizard should, kind of like this, and this little bubble appears, and it gets bigger, and it surrounds me, and I, I have shield around me. Ooh. What color is your shield? It's blue. It's blue? You have a blue magical barrier around you? Yeah, I'm white, and so I have blue shields. You see a lot of stuff come out of that kobold. <laughs> oh, man. A lot's happening all at once, and the troll, clearly agitated that you're somehow still alive, goes for another swing. Does a 24 hit you? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Seventeen. He he throws the hatchet down and hits you for seventeen, and he's coming in for another one. But but then he sees Galrock, and he's he's a little closer, so he's bringing the hatchet down on him. Okay. It's a twenty-three hit. Yeah, yeah, it does. <laughs> Troll big. You take 11 points of damage. And then with his open hand, he swings a claw at Kobold. He's got the axe coming down on Galrog, and he's going to come in and try and slice Kobold out. I don't have a shield anymore, by the way. <laughs> He's coming at you with the claw. Is that the 11? No, I haven't rolled it. Oh, that didn't hit me. Does a 14 hit you, little kobold? No, no, I'm fast. 
So your shield explodes and the flash of blue light from the hatchet that hit it before you see a claw coming at you and you duck under it. And then you watch as Galrock takes his turn. <laughs> out of the corner of your eye, you see Galrock respond with... Uh, he's getting danced on. <laughs> so, does a 26 hit? 26 will hit. Seven plus eight. So why is it eight? Is that a second hit? No, that's a the sneak attack damage that goes with it. So oh, you have somebody flanking. Oh, buddy. So that's one. Now with it, this being a forceful weapon, if I hit again, I get to add one more damage to it. Ooh, hit again. You get a minus five on this one. Yeah. Is that with the minus five? That's with the minus five. Oh, you hit. You hit. So now there's five more. So. Oh. 14 plus one. Is that right? Yep. So another 15. Yeah. You do two quick slashes to the gut and you see blood just spew out of him. It starts hitting you in the face and it's staining your staining your uh, blade and he kind of takes us he stumbles backwards not a full step but kind of stumbles backwards with his hand on his gut clearly severely wounded from the exchange you have one more action i do jeremiah you will be next I completely forgot about that. Oh well, I'll do it later. Uh, I'm just gonna raise my shield. Okay. Shield is raised. Jeremiah, you are up. Okay. So. Atlantes, you will be next. I am going to yell at this troll. Um, in Jolten. Because that is the language I have. Ooh, I understand, Jolton. Um, and you will understand that I yell, Hey, you weasel-faced son of a troll. <laughs> Bet you thought I was going to say something worse. <laughs> Get out of here. <laughs> and uh, I attempt to intimidate it. That is versus its uh, will save. Flat will or will save? Uh, I believe that's going to be versus will DC, actually. I think okay. That's where it goes. Um, you, he, he, you, you shout your insult and you call him the son of a weasel, of a troll weasel, and he glances up at you and you can tell he's, he's surprised that <laughs> such, such strong syllables of the Jotun language came out of such a small character. Um, I just imagine a midget screaming Fusroda. <laughs> <laughs> if it succeeds, um, oops, I'm trying to, uh, oops, there we go. Uh, if it succeeds, the target becomes frightened one. Uh, yeah, uh, it's, yeah, it gets a little DC. Yeah, regardless of the result, they're temporarily immune to my attempt to do more. So if it succeeds, it's frightened one. 
Um, so then I'm going to, Jeremiah's going to do like, uh, like a little snap gun to the left as if he's got an invisible, uh, uh, like somebody in the background just like applauding him. Like how like Hollywood stars are just like, gotcha, gotcha. And like doing a little finger gun. So he's going to do a little finger gun to the left. I wish you had a camera so we could see. <laughs> a, little nod, a, a little nod um, in an attempt to um, faint. Uh, and so he faints uh, to try to distract the. Uh, he's trying to distract from what's happening. So the troll, hopefully, the troll will glance over to the left if it is. Um, if its perception DC is lower than 28. Okay. Um, which, uh, uh, that's a natural 20, bro. Uh, yeah, so it goes up one... one so, um, he... He he turns around... Yeah. He, Since you yelled at him, he's, he's already glancing back over his shoulder, and he, he you juke, and he, he turns with you, but, but you see that he's a few seconds slower than you are, and you're staying ahead of his gaze. Excellent. So... Um, with those two things out of the way, uh, that gives me panache, by the way, if I succeed at that faint check. Um, yeah. Okay. I'm going to go ahead and make an attack. That uh, will hit. So, yeah, that would be a 27. Does a 27 crit? Or mm. is the equivalent of 27 because he's flat-footed? Mm, no. No, it does not? Okay. Nope. Cool. It does not. All right. That's so, a uh, let's see. So he is going to take seven damage plus uh, three. So ten damage. Ten. Yeah. Additional bloods blaze out from the back. And, uh, yeah, that's the end of my turn. Bloods continuing to splay out, hitting you in the face. <laughs> Atlante. <laughs> It's a big troll, man. That blood's spewing out. Well, at least my feather is red. He's got a lot of blood, actually. His gut's been cut open. His his hind's been slashed multiple times. Atlantes. <laughs> All right, so Atlantes um, notices that Jeremiah is right behind the troll and thought about saying something. <laughs> But then determined it wasn't worth it, um, <laughs> and decided to cast hydraulic push. Um, I'm assuming a 26 is a critical success. Because huh? I have a 27. 26 is not a critical success. success. Just a regular success. Just a regular success. So that being said, the troll takes 3d6 damage and is pushed back 5 feet. Would you like to describe what happens? So, I create a, a powerful source of water <laughs> from the cold air. And it, it just blasts right into the sternum of the troll from my fingertips as my parrot um, feeds the energy, the raw energy, into my fingertips. 
and and it hits the troll. It knocks him back. Um, I kind of cringe as I look and see if Jeremiah is affected. <laughs> uh, the the impact hits him, and you see the troll kind of he he just lunges backwards, clearly from the force of a blow he was not expecting. Jeremiah, give me a reflex save. Okay. Um, first, I'm going to use my charm to life reaction, so plus two to whatever I roll. Okay. Uh, second of all, uh, that is going to be 13 with my natural one, which is pretty awesome. 13? I will say, <laughs> as the troll stumbles backward, clearly losing control of his balance and stumbling, you manage to weasel your way out from behind him as the troll slams in the ground, covered in its own blood, and it lays still. I was not super graceful, was I? How graceful were you? Not very. <laughs> it was it was very much a weaseling. <laughs> <laughs> it was a very much on the other end, you <laughs> What was your question? Would a 27 have been uh, made a difference? For a crit? No. It would have been the same. Yeah, he's been crit 27. Just making sure, because I forgot technically to add my plus one. But Oh, but you know what? He's flat-footed, isn't he? Let's yeah. see. Um... I think you already mentioned that. Oh, no, it was flat-footed against melee attacks that I attempt. Alright. Yeah. It now lays still on its back, covered in its own blood. Oh. It is right. still taking breath. You said it is still taking breath? It is still taking breath. Not for long. Frederick, you are up. Alrighty. Let's see. I guess from my angle, I just think that, I mean, I see blood everywhere. I see him laying on his back. So I think, I think we're all finished. So my first move, oh, that's not right. I'm just going to move forward. Just kind of investigate the scene. Not like all the way up, but how about I'll go to writer because I'm in range of two people, and I will... Put... I'm sorry. Um... So yeah, so at this point, I'm just gonna, my first action, I'm gonna walk up. Like for my s next six seconds, I'm gonna just check on Kobold. Okay. And just make sure he's doing well. He's not doing say, well. <laughs> <laughs> so I'll say, my friend, are you still? Oh, yes, yes, you are. That's blood everywhere, and I don't think that's his. So I will. I'll go ahead and heal. I have to get everything in order. Um, so yeah, it's a 1d8. Because I'm doing touch, and it's just going to be a one action. 
So he's healed for five. But the way I do the heal is I once again think to a rascal and I say an incantation as I am kind of touching his wounds. Like, so my hands are going to be bloody afterwards. Oh, I yeah. say, hey, rascal, come and heal my friend. And he's healed for five. Recover five cobalt. In case you guys didn't know, on the HP in the little bubble, you can type in minus five or plus five, and it'll do the math for you. You don't have to do the math in your head and type in the number. Wow. Not sure if you guys know that, but you can. Okay. Cool. Um, oh, yep. Yeah, sorry, you have another action. As I'm doing that, I kind of notice that that the troll is still breathing. So I'm going to cast. Actually, that's two actions. I can't do that. Um, uh, yeah, so with my third action, I'll just take a shot at it. Okay. With my bow. Fire that bow. Sixteen. You press your hand against Kobold's side and you feel the warmth of a, of a Rastal's grace move in and you feel the wound healing. You glance over your shoulder and you see the troll still drawing breath. You look up and you draw that bow. You launch it and that arrow goes right into the eye socket of the troll. With one final flinch, it goes still. Yay! You got him, buddy! Score one for the little guys. Yeah! Score one for the little guys. <laughs> Congratulations. First encounter is a win. The troll has been defeated. I'll oh, say that. Yeah. Look at my jacket. There is a lot of blood everywhere. I take out two more potions and I hand one to my little friend and I say, Cheers! Oh, God. <laughs> I, cheers! I doubt it. I don't know what it is, but I'm trusting. What, what, color, what color was your concoction? Very red. Hey! Very red. Forward slash R. <laughs> or you can click the little dice button. That's actually perfect because I was down one health because of my failed reflex save before. Now I'm back at full. Nice. Now you are back at full. Uh, so, Col what is Cobalt's uh, health HP currently? 16. Not 24. I uh, I recall my uh, my skill in nature, and I grab a big handful of snow and attempt to treat his wounds with the snow. I have natural medicine feet. Okay. Okay. Ow. <laughs> <laughs> You do success. Oh. One sec. Let me let me pull that up real quick. 
It's a 15 spot check, if I remember right. Yes, it is. 2d8 hit points. You spend 10 minutes rubbing that snow into his wound. And I just keep muttering to him, cold in his <laughs> You heal 10 hit points. As the, as the cold from the snow numbs your wound so much that you don't realize it seals shut. You look, you look down expecting a full sheet of ice to be like a bandage on your arm, and instead it's just just flesh. As you all look around the cave, yeah, you find you a couple of things. You see the elf trying to cut the head off of the troll. Uh, with uh, enough effort, you can get the head off. I would say it's probably going to take you a good five or ten minutes. So probably the whole time he's rubbing snow into the kobold's arm <laughs> you you can get this head off of the troll. Jeremiah is going to be interacting a number of times with anything that looks like cloth to try to clean off his first his sword but then his uh, his hat and his his uh, snazzy vest snazzy leather vest um, I'm just gonna roll a flat check to see how well he does. How, uh, Not how, how much blood does he get off? Hardly any. A lot of it's just like seeped into the the threads of the fabric, and you can't really. You're kind of just getting off the excess droplets. He is just muttering to himself. Cost. 300 gold on sale you hear in distant in back end as you, as you look All right, well that's going on what is there in this cave you see Mainly, I'm looking for stuff to eat and stuff to make a fire with uh, you the only thing that you look around to see the make a fire with you see the the bed that the trolls had slept on now you only saw one troll but there are clearly the hides on the ground for three. Um, the troll, while dying, fell on part of the stag, and so a lot of that meat has either been crushed to to just not usable, or kind of tainted with the the troll blood. But you still think you can get enough out of it for two for everyone to eat for two days. So you you still get a sizable portion of meat out of the stag looking around uh, what sorry oh, nothing I just did something oh. that was wonderful okay as you're looking around you find uh, among just many human and humanoid skulls and bones scattered around you do find um a bow it's a nicely made short bow with some type of engraving um, just above the grip of the bow. Um, the engraving 
does grow glow with a magical aura. You see that Galarok as you as you look at it and you you mumble to yourself and you you see into the magical areas of the world and, and and you see the 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 engraving glowing. Well, I don't know what it does, but you may want this pack. Uh, you, I, you you point out the engraving. Anyone with Arcana can do a Recall Arcana skill. Re, right? Recall? Did they change it to Recall? Recall, recall knowledge to access the yeah. Arcana. I can do it. I know I got snow on me, but I can do it. Um, I, I also take a peek just for fun. Uh. Okay. Both, both Cobalt and Atlantes, you know that the engraving is the Sash rune, um, the Arcanic rune that in your tongue translates to Sash, and it is the Potency rune. So it is a plus to the weapon's damage. It's already on the bow itself? It's already on the bow itself. And likewise with it would would be the striking rune because you have to have them both. Cool. Jeremiah says, "I've been I sorry. I've been known to shoot a few arrows in my." <laughs> sorry, bed. this is the the sorry. This is the potency rune that you can activate for it to be once a turn. So it doesn't also have the 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 striking one, just the potency one. Sorry. Okay. It's it's the same rune that you for one turn you can get an extra die of damage. Once a turn, sorry. Once a turn, yeah. Once a turn, and you can activate it as a free action. <laughs> so it's a weapon potency rune plus one, right? Yes. Which also can be taken off in future endeavors. If later. you find the person who can potentially. Yeah. Yeah, so it's attack rolls with this weapon, gain a plus one item bonus. I don't know. I I say the, the little guy should get. I mean, he killed him. We should give it to the little guys. Oh yeah. Oh and yes. You have a bow. Well, that it's one's a little too a short for me. I prefer the long bow. I could, we could stretch it out or something. <laughs> I think that's funny. <laughs> uh, everyone, do a knowledge society roll. As you debate over the bow. Frederick, you have seen this bowl bow around town on numerous occasions. Galrock, you also recognize it. This would be the bow that belonged to the Grand Master Hunter, Mal Malash. Would you all decide you want to do it well? Eh, it's not quite my style. Okay. Other than that, you look around, and Kobold, you notice growing on the sides of the cave are little mushrooms known as shade shrooms. And you guess if you had the right binding agent, you would have you would find enough to make two healing potions out of it. Yeah. 
everything else. I'm going, I'm going for them shrooms. Okay. Just write down two clusters of shade shroom and put it in your inventory. You don't have the right binding agent, but you think if you could, if you either found it or purchased it, you would be able to create healing potions out of it. I, uh, I take notice to what Kobold is doing, and Atlantis leans up behind him in his left ear and says, I told you I'd get the shrooms, didn't I? <laughs> you did! Well, did I get you your shrooms? Some of them gold pieces, and I give them, I give them to my friend. Two or three. Very kind. Three. Three. Very kind. With combat over, the Trolls Cave now yours. The sun is setting. The Trolls Cave is now yours for the night. You figure this is a safe place to set up camp. The timer ticks away. You lose one hour before night. Then another eight for sleeping. Eighty-six hours remain before the heavy winter snows come in and you will no longer be able to survive in the in the uh, mountainside. So you have 86 hours to kill the Jokol, skin it, return with the tide, before failure is inevitable. That is where we will call it for the night, and we will continue next time with the 86 hours to go. Thanks for watching, everyone, and we will see you on the next episode. Goodbye.